Hello, and welcome to the Bellingham Real Estate Podcast. I'm Paul Balzotti. I'm here with Dexter Andrews. Welcome, Dexter. Thank you, Paul. And today we're going to talk about a mid-year market update and then also touch on a little bit of the 2023 market versus the 2008 market because we've been through both, right? We've had the benefit so, of being through both. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And so just to get right into it, uh, Dexter, why don't you share a little bit more about uh, your background in real estate? For sure. So I was thinking about that on the way here today, Paul, because um, as time goes by, which many years have gone by. In fact, I was just thinking about it and I've been in the real estate market. Um, I took a little hiatus, but roughly for 30 years, um, which uh, is a long time. And uh, there's been a, I've seen a lot in those 30 years in the real estate market. Um, and even, you know, when I was dabbling in some other things for a few years, you know, real estate something that once you have a pulse of it and you enjoy it, um, as I do, uh, you know, you're, you're always, uh, you're always dabbling in it one way or another, or at least keeping an eye on it. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's been a fun journey and a journey that's ever, always continuing and, and interesting to look back as we're doing today to reflect on some of our experiences to see how is that, how is that, uh, affecting us today or what can we learn from, from the past that, that, that we can carry forward today. Yeah. So tell, tell everyone where, where you were in business yeah. before. Yeah. So I was about in Minnesota. Um, actually, I grew born and raised in Minnesota in uh, west of the Twin Cities. Um, did real estate there for uh, about t 20 years, um, just under 20 years, and uh, basically right out of college. Uh, just like me? Yeah. Right out of college. It was one of those things that always interested me. My, my mom was actually um, into renovating homes, selling homes. Um, but she never had a real estate license. Well, she did it. She just had a real estate partner. Um, so when I started expressing interest, she did. She's like, "Well, let's do it together." Yeah. So inter interesting enough, my mom and I got got a real estate license oh, at the same that. time. Yeah. 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 That's so, very sweet, right? Mother son. Uh, I know. Team. I, I know, and it actually worked well because I'd just blown out my knee playing soccer at the University of Minnesota, so I was on crutches. So it kind of helped having mom carry my stuff. <laughs> Is she still in real estate there? No, she's not. She she moved out here. She when she moved out here, she she got out of real estate. And uh, but she she'd been in it for you know roughly twenty years in Minnesota as well. So she's here now. She's here. She lives so, at Whidbey Island, but she's okay. Re, I was going to say she's because, retired because we could have the mother son yeah, team back now, together. She, she's now. retired <laughs> now. She just watches everything I do. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. So we're gonna um, let's touch on uh, kind of a mid year market update um, for twenty twenty three years. So. We have just over a two month supply of inventory. Um, so there's home sales and home values, right? So home sales are down 25% year over year. That's from record sales numbers, of course, uh, but still substantially down. Um, and then interest rates are now up just around 7% as yeah, of a little the, over seven. Just a little over as yeah. of today. Yep. I mean, you know, people watch this later. Yep. And um, basically, Home prices are basically down five to six percent year over year, but they were down as much as eight to ten percent going into January, February, and then we had a little spring surge where values popped up three or four percent. Typical. And then um, as rates have gone up the last couple months, now home prices have kind of flattened, and and then depending on you know in the county they they're maybe maybe down a smidge this month but generally speaking they're pretty level, so kind of so again just over two months supply seven percent interest rate sales down home values slightly up for the year, but down still five six percent year over year. Um, what uh, sticks out to you when you're kind of looking at the, the the indicators out there right now? You know the biggest thing for me I think is is 
you know, the interest rate, it's been interesting. It's, it, it, uh, it shot up and I think a lot of people went, oh my gosh, hit the brakes. And then there was a little bit of playing with the interest rate. I noticed it kind of came down a little bit. There was a lot of, uh, hopeful, uh, hopefulness, I think, in the market. People were like, oh, uh, it's tough when you've been fairly, I think, almost use the word spoiled with interest rates and, and the, the buyers out there had, had kind of, besides the frenzy in the buying market, had really had a nice, uh, interest rate to work with. So when that happened, I think there was a lot of hope. I think some people kind of that were sitting on the fence made some choices to move forward and buy something. And, and now I think there's still a lot of uh, kind of trying to figure things out. And it's tricky if you're currently in a home with a really low mortgage rate. Um, it's tricky to make a decision to to buy a house that's if, it's, if you're stepping up um, in a home value and also stepping up in mortgage value your rate is, your monthly expenses are really, really drastically increasing. Absolutely. And and it's, you know, they're, everyone's saying, you know, buy the house, don't buy the rate because rates will come down and all that. But ultimately, if, and that's one thing when we were getting rates in the fives um, and six percent, um, but now it's like if you're locked into a two and a half percent, three percent interest rate and they're at seven, even if you, even if you're looking at it as a short term, thing and then you plan to refinance which of course everybody should um it's still a huge jump to your point and so Absolutely. it makes it tough it makes it super tough and so people are seemingly only moving right now when they need to move or exactly. they really want to move and you know and so and of course there's always that happening um so what do you think what do you expect to see over the next because i know you got a crystal ball but no but but like what what if you're when you're talking to folks like what are you what are you kind of predicting or saying to people about what's going to happen the rest of the summer, the rest of the year? What are your what are, or what's your just honest thoughts on yeah, it? Yeah, so so it's it's basically I just try to take um, information in like a sponge right now, and and there's a lot of people that have different opinions. But as of recently, I think you know we're going to see interest rates kind of stay where they are for some time period here. At least that's what everyone seems to be feeling, and I, and I agree with that. So um, so with interest rates kind of sticking around and and just a typical market. Um, we'll see things kind of settle down here, um, meaning they're, they're going to kind of ease off a little bit. We'll see slower market as we fall the end of the summer through the fall. Um, and then I'm really curious to see where, what happens next spring. Um, if we see any dip in the interest rates next spring, I'm kind of hoping there will be because I feel that at that point, if we get a dip, we could see some, some, some activity in the marketplace. People yeah. are looking for something positive and, you know, um, you know, a percent or half a percent change downward um i think people are like you know hopefully on the idea that 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 could make a difference and and that might make the difference to make something happen and that could feed some more activity next year yeah um, but for for this year i think things are going to kind of stay par for the course yeah i agree i mean as long as the rates are in this range if they stay up then sales will be slow home values will be flat maybe a little soft at certain in certain markets and price ranges um, but you know, all of the forecasts that we've been looking at all show over the next two to three to five years, um, the same things that there's still going to be slow, steady appreciation and growth. Um, but you're right. I don't think you're going to see that till, till you see rates coming down. And so, um, you know, but so it's basically like a direct correlation almost, um, between the rates and, um, and when home values will kind of and home sales both home values and home sales will make a rebound again absolutely um but one big indicator that that i i look at and we'll, we'll touch on this more i want to kind of get into this right now is is um is new construction i mean there's still 
very little new construction. So we still have a low supply, still strong demand. So we're still sitting on a good foundation. And that's, that is what I want to kind of get to next. So you and I both were selling houses in 2006, 2007, and then 2008, 2009. So Correct. let's call 2021 or 2020, 20, the pandemic years. Yes. Essentially like a boom for real estate, which is crazy to think about now in, in retrospect, but it was once you get past that first two months where it, like it, it totally dropped. And, um, but then, you know, super frenzy kind of market with really low rates, um, at least in Bellingham and Washington County. Correct. And then now we're kind of rates go up and then things slow down. And so, um, but this is very different than what we experienced in 2008, 2009. Very different. What are some of the, um, the key, I mean, I I always say the one similarity is sales being down year over year. Um, but obviously home prices have not fallen nearly as much. What are some of the key things? Like if somebody asked you, what was the difference between then and now, what are the things that you would explain that are different? For sure. You know, it was, it really drastically different. Interesting to see two different, totally different ends of the spectrum, but yet markets that have come down. Um, back then, you know, there was a time frame where it was really easy to get money. Um, it was really easy. They, they were just postage stamping values on properties and then giving out money with very little down. Um, and oftentimes people were bought, going in and getting mortgages that were adjustable rate mortgages. So they were, you know, the rates were so low, but they had a, but they had a, a you know, ba- basically fixed for three years, maybe five years. And we ran into scenarios where people's rates would start getting, getting to that adjustment period and they were going to go up, even though rates were still very good back then they had budgeted for, you know, something that was really low, hadn't really thought about it and got to a point where the rates were going to adjust. They weren't really going to be able to afford it. The market had fallen off. They actually owed more for their home than their homes were worth selling. So they were caught in a, you know, between a rock and a hard place. They were caught where they had to sell. The market wasn't dictating a sale. So they, you know, so all of a sudden, you know, we started seeing foreclosures. We started seeing short sales. We started, you know, the market was getting flooded with properties that were distressed. Um, and rates were slowly falling, totally opposite of what they're doing now. But yet with rates even falling, the market was just getting washed out from underneath itself. Well, and you were telling me earlier that, so in the Pacific Northwest, home values in 2008, 2009, 2010, they were dropping five to 10, like five to 8% maybe a year. It was, it was very slow. Mm-hmm. And they reached a bottom in 2012. So it was kind of three or four years of slower sales and just slow declines in home values. You were saying in the Midwest, it was more drastic than that? Well, in the Midwest, it was, it was, uh, it was tough. It was really tough. In fact, we would see numbers, um, you know, on the outskirts, so the, the, the almost secondary suburbs, um, we would see drops of 75 to even 80% in value. Crazy. Um, you know, in a really short amount of time. Yeah. So um, what happened is almost like a fire sale effect. So people saw this happening. And even if they weren't necessarily in the market to sell, they got scared and homes started going on the market. It was almost like a chasing frenzy of, oh my gosh, I have to sell. My values are going down like crazy. And that just, it, it it's was like, a tumbleweed It's like effect. a stock market by houses. Abs- absolutely. Yeah. It was like people like sell, sell, sell. And as a real estate agent back then, it was, it was tough because we had people coming that wanted to sell. And their the, what they owed and their values that it was a tough spot, tough spot to be in. Yeah, and so two things, two things you bring up there that 
very poignant. One is um, the availability of money. I remember uh, having a Washington Mutual lender uh, talk to me at the Starbucks right across the street and give me a flyer for you know a no doc loan. Yeah, I was gonna bring those up too. It's like a no doc loan, right? That means literally you do not have to prove anything. You can literally just if you had a good credit score and you put on the application how much money, how much money, yep. You didn't have to prove any of it, so it wasn't even like. It wasn't even it wasn't even remotely the same because there were so many bad loans going yeah, on. Yeah, it was and then, amazing. And then you also bring up another good point, which is just the way that things occurred. I I feel like ever since that happened, every buyer that I've ever worked with, and I'm sure you feel the same way or have had the same uh, th- experience, and every every year in the news, there's always this kind of lingering thing of when is the market going to slow down when is the market the, for the last eight years so i everybody's always been a little kind of there's almost this kind of hangover that that occurred over the last 10 years in the market of always worried about that happening again totally and um so you know of course in the spring markets and in the last couple of years there was bidding wars there's people paying too much for a house all that kind of thing just due to the lack of inventory but correct. truly just because they needed to buy a house correct but not because they thought that home prices were going to go up forever. Right. Whereas before, when we were in that market, the mindset was very different. Absolutely. They, whereas I had an investor I was working with who was literally saying to me, and he was going on pod, well, it wasn't podcast at the time. I guess he was going on the radio and he was doing seminars and he's just like, home prices are going to go up seven to eight percent, you know, for the next 20 years. You know, he was just saying things right, like right, that. Right, right, And, um, and there was this sense that things could never go down, that the market was just it was bulletproof. bulletproof. Yeah. Yeah. And um and nobody has thought that over the last few years. And so I feel like even the in the bidding wars and things like that, everybody's approach has been different. Everybody's been buying things um for more long term. They haven't been buying and if they're buying something uh to flip, they've been a little bit more conservative. Absolutely. And then of course the money has been people have been putting more down. The loans have been super solid. Yes. So it's just been a way different foundation that like a way different situation that we're, we're coming out of. So much so. It's interesting. I mean, there really was a huge learning curve and it's actually it, it, pretty impressive to see people. They haven't lost, they haven't had amnesia from that effect. They've actually, you know, people have become, and probably that, part of that's because of the mortgage industry and lending industry, but they they remember. Yeah. They, they, that was not a fun time. And yeah. they remember, they if it didn't affect them, it affected somebody they knew. Yeah. Right. And uh, so, so the decision making process has definitely changed today yeah. from from then. Did you did you have any that just personally? Did you have any? Uh, I had a I had a period where coming out of that, when somebody would ask me like, "Hey, I want to pay this for the house," that I would kind of become even more constrained. Where I would say, "Okay, well, you know, you know, I would I you didn't want to predict anything that could sound like you're trying to sell somebody on anything." To the, to the point where it could be a detriment for the buyer because ultimately if they're trying to get into something, and this is really a, a now a market where it is slow and steadily appreciating, maybe not this next three months or the last three or the last nine months, or, right. or, or but generally speaking, and uh, and it was, it was kind of, for most realtors that went through that, it kind of changed how they talked about things and for everything sure. like that too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you know, that was a huge learning curve for us. Yeah. You know, it was pretty amazing when you're like, oh yeah, no problem. In a couple of years, we can sell you. I'll make a ton yeah, of money. Yeah, it's all it, good. We're just it, ro- ro- yeah. rocking and rolling. This yeah. is great. <laughs> right. It's definitely, uh, yeah, that was yeah. Uh, something. Did you, you do short sales? Uh-huh. Yep. I did some short sales. Um, you know, worked, uh, it, actually at the time, 
I was listing and selling uh, short sale properties and, and working with banks, but I actually ended up also working with a lot of buyers that were just specific, specifically having me search out short sale properties. Right. Um, which, you know, as you, I'm sure know that the process was fairly slow. And, yeah. You know, it could be a six month process from negotiating a deal to closing, but, um, you know, people got, you know, at the time, great, great deals on properties. Yeah. And that's just a short sale is just simply when you're buying a house for less than what it's worth. And then you have to negotiate with the bank for the bank to take a lower payoff. And those are coming back a little bit, but I don't, but again, they're not going to nearly come back to the extent that, um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's they're just, they're, you just don't see the people that are upside down in their homes. Like there were back then. Right. 6% being down 6%, being down 5%, you know, is not the same as 10%, 10%, 10% or in your market, 70%. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I think we're on the same page, you know, it's going to be a, a slow, but steady and solid rest of the year um and we still have also just a severe lack of new construction whereas at that time i don't know about in minnesota yeah, but in walking county there was i had looked back and there was 600 to 700 new construction homes single family homes being built yeah and right now we have 60 70 80 new construction homes being built yet the population is 10,000, 15,000 yep. more people than it was before. Yeah. And we have 10% as much new construction. So also just general with lack, lack of supply, we're going to be poised for kind of a strong um, kind of rebound from this slight, you know, kind of, um, yeah. So we, we dealt with the same thing. That's a good point because the, the developments, there'd be a bunch of developments that actually just turned into... Um, you know, like the old rundown, you know, like gold mines, there'd just be nothing there. There'd, yeah. there'd be vacant lots. The developers would fold up and, you know, go away and, and, um, houses partially, partially completed, you know, um, just sitting there, you yeah. know, and, and that's obviously, so there's neighbors. So let's say a development's 30% complete and you bought a house in there. And then all of a sudden the rest of the lots are basically sitting vacant and the houses that weren't completed are, are just sitting there. Those people are just, you know, all of a sudden that's, again, that's what, what, what helped drive their values in a negative way. Yeah. And we, I think that's another reason we didn't see huge, um, price, uh, huge declines really fast Sure, is we've always had a really strong rental market. Yeah. And especially with the university and, that, um, yeah. and then you, you tack on being close to Canada and close to Seattle and all those kind of things, but primarily probably the university is a driver for, um, for the rental market and the lack of, um, new construction. Basically, even now, if you don't, if you, if you, there's people who've invested in new homes that were being built in Blaine. Um, there's a lot of new construction in Blaine right now, yes, as you know, and some of those um, new homes, they're just turning into rentals and they're kind of cash flowing their rentals. So it's not like they're, they're not upside down. No, it's they're working fine. Out. It's working they're out fine. For them. And so it, it's kind of like we're in a market where, and even then people could write it out because the rental market was so strong. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're belly am so unique in that way that we're, you know, sandwiched between two, you know, amazing metropolises, you know, cities in, in, in Vancouver and, and Seattle. And, and, you know, we think our values are, you know, been going crazy and high and whatnot. And I mean, it's nothing compared. You know, right. nothing compared to Vancouver, nothing compared to Seattle. So we, uh, I think that helps soften our blow. You yeah. Know, I think we're protected. And like you said, the university. Yeah. And I, and I, I think also just the, be it all, I think on the West coast, all of the mid-sized cities that have great lifestyles are going to perform really well continuously because of the, um, the amount of consumers that are now able to basically work at, 
work from home. I just had one of my best friends move up here from Seattle yep. just a, a few weeks ago. And they both work from home and their kids are getting of age and they decided we, they'd rather raise them here than in Seattle. And so here they are, and, and but their income is solely from Seattle. So that's that's definitely gonna, con- that's not gonna go away. Yeah, and that's interesting that you say that. I have my neighbor, um, that some businesses, the Amazon one, for example, that that actually they base their salaries depending on where you live. So, um, so, so they still make, they'll so, make less than. So still. potentially, but I don't know if you went in at one point, if you went in working, living there, I don't know if the, how that works, but it's interesting that I, I didn't know that and I had a conversation this last weekend with my neighbor about maybe that. Maybe they kind of, maybe they're doing well by with their company by they started with their company right? when they were in Seattle, exactly. then they moved. They kept a zip code? I don't know. <laughs> well, but even even if it drops, it's like if you're at Amazon and you live in downtown Seattle and right. you were going to make 150 and then it drops to 130 or 120, that's still a good wage for Bellingham, you know, when you look at, you know, yeah, so- and I mean, you're one of those, you're, you're one of the people that transplanted here for the lifestyle. Absolutely. Cause you, cause you, I mean, cause you're on the Marina, you're out boating. So what, I mean, you didn't, you couldn't have picked that up in Minnesota. You were on the lake. What were you doing? Well, yeah, I, I did grow up on lakes. I grew up boating. Yeah. Um, my grandfather was a big boater. He taught me, you know, he, basically once I could pull started my little, uh, Everwood motor, I, I could go out and take the little boat out. Yeah. Right? So, um, there's an r- interesting comparison because people ask me all this all the time. And, and I think um, between Bellingham um, specifically and, and where I lived in Minnesota and the cabin areas of Minnesota, Bellingham is is like that on steroids. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, you know, the trees are bigger. Right. Uh, the water's bigger. You know, the, the there's a mountain as opposed to a hill. You know, we used to, <laughs> we used to learn how to ski on hills, you know. it's um, So, uh, yeah, the transition of going from a lake where you deal with the wind, but, you know, there, you could always see land to going out in the, in the ocean and, and dealing with tides and everything. That's quite a learning curve, but it's yeah. been super fun. It's I mean, I, I've, I've definitely am bored with water in my blood and it's been a pretty cool transition. Yeah. I like to have friends with boats. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, hey, thanks for joining us, Dexter. And uh, thanks for listening. You're watching you guys. And cheers. Cheers.